0: I'm Lauren. And I'm Scott. And we're the Reedies. That's right. Reedy spelled ready. It's a
1: pun. One I've heard my entire life. So much so that we've decided to make it a thing. Ready Ready or not.
0: On this podcast, we'll share our journey to becoming adoptive parents while also running a business together.
1: It may not be easy, but you can bet we're ready or not. Hello and welcome to Ready or Not Season 3, Episode 8. Now what?
0: Now what? In this episode, we'll be exploring eight questions filled with lessons we've learned from the pandemic, quarantine, or whatever else you want to call this life-changing event that we're still in. But first, we have a birthday this week.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Little Max, on the 25th, will be two years old. And that is crazy.
0: Crazy.
1: He is every bit of two right now. Every bit. Full of the emotions. In
0: fact, as we record this right now, he is not yet asleep.
1: Mm -hmm. Not necessarily mad. He likes to sing. (laughs) Like, he tells himself stories and sings, and I don't know, but it's getting late, and I want him to sleep, but whatever.
0: Everything's out the window during quarantine, but two years ago, about this time, we were actually waiting for a call from his birth mother to schedule our flights to go out and meet him. Mm Mm-hmm. Little did we know that on May 24th, we would get the call saying he was going to be born the next day, a scheduled C-section, and while we were on the flight to California, he was born. Yeah, and
1: uh, something I didn't think of, and we actually didn't even write it in here, but we were in a very heavy time of uncertainty then, too. Yeah, Because you're right. At this point, two years ago, we knew he was a possibility but we were waiting for the call. We were like, so they called us and said, hey, we have a match. Are you interested? We said yes. And then they said, okay, we're going to line up a call with the birth mother. And then we waited and we waited and we waited for like five days. Just yeah, waiting. we were waiting. <laughs> we had sent the money. We had said we're in. We had sent all the paperwork that we could do. And it was like, okay, to fully secure it, you got to like talk to the birth mother, which was everything was out of order because it was so rushed.
0: Yeah, it was a fire drill, really. But But you're right. We were in a lot of uncertainty. We had no idea if it was going to happen. We actually thought, oh, gosh, did we just lose all that money?
1: Or a lot of it. (laughs) A lot of that money. Is
0: is this actually going to happen? Because we'd Mm -hmm. had two failed adoptions. You're right. We were in a lot of uncertainty. Huh. Yeah. Wow. There's some parallels there. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe that's what makes this whole conversation so interesting. I will say that I never, ever, ever, ever would have imagined this life to end up the way that it is, both with, our process of becoming parents and the pandemic. But this week really, um, I think it'll always be special to me because it's the week that led up to us becoming parents. Mm -hmm. And it's what most families experience in nine months. We like had every rush of emotion and worry and tension and uncertainty in like a week. Mm -hmm. And then we became parents and everything changed and i don't think we look back
1: yeah i and think we really did have 9 months and like 7 days cuz we had like wednesday when they told us we were approved which is like
0: you're pregnant
1: <laughs> maybe but that was also like like deciding to have kids sort of yeah go with me on this <laughs> and then the next day they called us and said hey here's a case do you want it that's like to me you're that was right. the pregnancy right we were
0: deciding to get pregnant the day we got Uh, Approved approved. The next day we found out we were pregnant.
1: And then we had like six days. The
0: first, second, and third trimester in the next three or four days of like... Of all the
1: uncertainty, anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited, but I'm really nervous. Is have never been pregnant. I don't know Like all these things. And then it was like Thursday night. It was like, okay, you're having the baby now. It's happening. And then we (laughs) flew to California. We got the baby the next day.
0: (laughs) You're right. I'm sure there's somebody listening who's had children naturally and going...
1: Uh, you're so lucky you had uh, it only six days <laughs> no matter what you went through. I know that's
0: not exactly how I it know. goes, but anyway, I feel like we did nine months and seven days mm-hmm. um, and it was quite a whirlwind. But I think what I'm actually most excited for is I just feel, and I know every parent thinks this about their kid. Like literally every parent thinks their kid is the best kid in the world and all these things. But I just, I feel like there's big things planned for Max because mm-hmm. he's already taught so much to us. He's already taught so much to so many people. And I think he's opened so many people's hearts. His story rather has opened so many people's hearts to adoption, Mm -hmm. to accepting differences, to looking at non-traditional families and interracial families. And I think there's something to be said about how that will look as he grows up. And so I just can't wait to see it all unfold. I know it's going to come with challenges and it's going to come with heartbreakingly scary things. But I also think that it's going to touch a lot of people. Yeah. And that's what, why we started this podcast in the first place. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you say we dive into today's topic, Mr. Reedy? Let's go. Okay, so today we are going to answer eight interesting questions that my business coach actually asked of our group last week. And I thought these would be fun for Scott and I to answer. But here's the thing. We did not look at each other's answers. I have no idea what Scott said. hmm He has no idea what I said, and that should make this very interesting. Yes. We'd love for you to follow along at home, maybe take some time to think about how you would answer these questions and write them into us. But let's kick off with the first question. What have you identified that you need to stop doing?
1: And I guess I'll go first. So mine that I came up with was trying to track the whole of COVID-19. There's, to me it has become too much information and it's way too stressful to try to keep track of all of it. Now I'm a information gathering data analyzing guy. I like to see the numbers behind, you know, they'll, they'll post a story and they'll link to the study and I'll read most of the study um, and try to figure out where it's all coming from, figure out where the holes are, figure out where the solid
0: is. This is so true to
1: me. There's (laughs) there just became too much in general And all the different machinations of all the different potential cures and treatments and this and that and up cases, down cases, hot spots, low spots, who's handling well, who's handling it poorly, what the federal administration is doing or not doing.
0: What the president is saying or not saying, what our local local leaders
1: are doing and not doing. Even locally, there's too much information. And so I just tried to pull it back to like a few key sources. And when the big things come out like our phases that we're dealing with in memphis we have three phases phase one and then yesterday we just got to phase two which is like half 50 per, like places can be open it's, with way, 50% too complicated. Capacity, it's capacity, way too complicated <laughs> but i just try to watch those things yeah and i'm just trying to keep a general sense of of where lo- we are locally and what we're doing as a family and that's you know, you and I and Max, and then also your parents and my family and all of those. Yeah.
0: Which is a lot to keep track of. Mm-hmm. So my answer to this question is very philosophical. Very Lauren. Okay. Uh, yours is very Scott. Mm-hmm. This is probably going to be an ongoing theme, but I plan to stop being everything for everyone all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I'm sure you're sitting there. If you know me well, you know that that is a problem of mine. It's also something that makes, it's a strength. It's something that makes me who I am. But I've realized in this pandemic, because I have no separation of of church and state, <laughs> I have no separation of of work and personal and parenting, they're all just like in one pile. Mm-hmm. And I'm literally switching from one thing to the next in the same hour um I've recognized that the the frustrations behind all of that are actually that I'm trying to be everything for everyone all the time. and And one of the things that I talked a lot about in, in several episodes, and my business po- coach and I talk about is that this something like a pandemic does not create problems. It, is, it exposes them. And so I have realized that for me, I gotta stop doing that. And it's gonna be hard because I have this thing called FOmo. So a lot of the reason why I try to be everything for everyone all the time is because I don't want to miss out on some opportunity or some memory or you name it. But Mm -hmm. by saying yes to one thing, I'm saying no to something else. And sometimes, oftentimes, most of the time, not sometimes me saying yes and being something for everyone all the time, it's not the same on the other side so i'm give 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 giving of my time and of my you know experience and of my resources and then i'm feeling empty and the person on the other side would never do the same for me and i'm not Mm -hmm. you know saying that
1: not not in all cases sure but no not in all cases but there are a lot
0: of cases where i give so much and and i need to i need to recognize that it should be mutual, so I can't, I'm gonna stop being everything for everyone all the time. and I'm gonna be everything for some people some of the time. Okay. <laughs> or something like that. I'll come up with a better slogan. yeah. How about number two?
1: Okay, so what have you identified that you need to do more of?
0: I want to more s- spend more time. <laughs> I can't even say it. I want to more spend me, me, me. I want to spend more time working less. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> I want to spend more time not working. Okay. I literally can't. More time, less. More I can't. literally less. can't say it out loud because mm-hmm. it's very hard for me to, to mm-hmm. internalize. I want to spend time not working.
1: Yeah, I get what you're saying.
0: What does that even mean? Well, I, I go 100 miles an hour all mm-hmm. the time. No, not More than 100, but 100. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am always going. I don't know how to not go. In fact... It's been stressful to not go in this pandemic, but I know that I need to not go all the time. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's forced me to stop in the middle of the day and go for a walk or eat healthy because I'm, you know, I got a refrigerator full of stuff instead of Uber Eats. And it's also forced me to stop in the middle of the day and play dinosaurs Mm -hmm. (laughs) with Max or read a book, even though I'm in the middle of something. Just kind of reminds me. You know, I need to not feel guilty when I'm not working. I don't know mm-hmm. where I got that. I'm, and I don't even know if I'm actually going to be able to stop this, by the way. I don't. But I do think that, that that has been valuable to recognize that you don't have to be working all the time. And you don't have to be defined by your work all the time. Mm-hmm. Sure.
1: I think there's some goal setting In your future. I
0: don't know. We'll see. Maybe (laughs) we'll talk about, actually we will talk about that in our next episode. What was your answer to the question?
1: Uh, Similar. Mine was, what? yeah, actually getting outside, doing walks, spending more direct time with Lauren and Max. And really where this came from in my mind was, I saw a video this week that talked about how fleeting childhood really is for a kid, how you only really have a little kid for four years. And then you're oh kind of, God. <laughs> then you're kind of in the next day and we're about to say halfway, two years. Right. So we're halfway through when he will be a little kid and then he's going to be like a little boy, you know? Right. And well. he's learning so much. Um, and really where a, a lot of this came from for me was in, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, in a very frustrated, annoyed moment last week for both of us he was frustrated and whiny about this puzzle that he has that he couldn't do. It's not just regular shapes. It's like animal shapes and he's trying to put it in there and he tries to put them in there and he just jams them in and he gets frustrated and he whines and it was driving me and you bananas. It
0: led me to tears actually. Yeah. But, but what led me to tears is how you handled it. So and I hope you what, talk about it. That's
1: what I was going to is in that moment, I took a deep breath and I went over there to help him. I was mad. We were mad at each other. We were mad at him. We were mad at like, it was just, it was mad at everything. It was just a, it was just an annoyed frustrated moment, but I took a deep breath and I moved over to help him. And I've been, I've taken that moment and tried to apply it more often in the last couple of weeks. And I want to continue to do more of this, of this is a time to teach Max how to deal with his frustrations and his whining and to take a deep breath and try again, or take a deep breath and ask for help and say, please. And so that's what I've been doing more of. With <laughs> maybe,
0: maybe we should all do that. Yeah. <laughs> take a deep breath and ask for help. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I feel like, but I, I actually am glad you brought that up because that moment led me to tears because I feel so impatient all the time. And I was at my wits end and I watched you take a deep breath and I watched you get down on his level, like like on the floor eye level with him and look at him in the eye and say, no, take a deep breath. Try again. Try harder try again, you know, you just kept, and he would get frustrated and you would say, try again. And finally he started repeating, you try again, try again. And I was like, oh my God, he's so such a better parent than I am because I want to throw his puzzle pieces across the floor and go (laughs) open a bottle of wine because I'm so frustrated. Well,
1: and and we had a conversation after that.
0: After I cried. After (laughs) you cried of
1: like, how are you so patient? And I wasn't. And I was like, I was endlessly frustrated too. And I think that's, an important point is we both reacted to the things differently. And what you saw in me of like me being calm and like holding with it was me actually hitting a breaking point point, being like, I need to change something because I am so frustrated. I need to move beyond this.
0: Right. Right. And we've had similar nights since then. Tonight was one of those nights. So I get fed up real quick. You have more patience, but I think it's interesting. We didn't look at our answers there, and both Mm -hmm. of them had to do with spending more time not doing things we did Mm -hmm. in the last decade of our life, which is like work all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to not know how to do that. It takes a lot of patience. If you're people like us and you're driven and you want to chase after your dreams and your goals, and I think all those things are really good and important, and we shouldn't stop doing those, but we should stop doing them all the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Extend ourselves... Some grace, like we said in previous episodes, to just be and let things unfold, which is so hard for me. Mm -hmm. I wish I was good at journaling and reading (laughs) and just being. All right. How about number three? What have you identified that you need to do less of? This is different than stopping and starting.
1: Yeah. And this is... For me, this was something that like I'm constantly trying to do this, but procrastinating, and that's taking the last week as an example. So my office is always a total mess.
0: Oh, my gosh, it triggers me. I'm triggered right now. just it is a it
1: tornado just because <laughs> I know where everything is, but it's like my stacks of things that I need to handle and papers that I need to handle. and like so it's always just a mess. And so while Lauren was out this last weekend,
0: I wasn't out. You can't go anywhere. What was I doing while you were doing that?
1: You were doing your virtual. Oh, golf Oh, that's there. right.
0: I virtually golfed. Yeah. I what it makes sound like I was at the club. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lauren was out at the club. You're right. I did go. Yeah. I ventured out into a socially distancing Acti- golfing activity. activity. Yeah. yeah,
1: and Max was napping. I went and I cleaned my office. And I've been doing this. I've been trying to do this over the last couple weeks of like just trying to not procrastinate less. I still do it a lot, but. And it's funny because this is sort of the opposite of what you were just talking about with what you want to <laughs> do less of. Is that like. It's different
0: kind of work though.
1: When I am doing. I get things done faster, more effectively when I'm swamped. The busier I am, the more effective I am in it's doing It's so things.
0: interesting. That's exactly what we were talking about as a company. This week is Brody said, listen, y'all, I need work because yeah. if I don't have work, I feel like I'm not productive and I'm don't, I can't concentrate. Yeah.
1: It's like, I, I'm always trying to find new things to read. And that, I think that's where that comes from because the more I have to do, the more I get done. I've been doing that since college. It's my weird thing. It just is what
0: it is. <laughs> it just makes you who you are.
1: I think there are a lot of people like that though. It's just like the more time you have to procrastinate, the more you procrastinate. It like is a cycle. Right. And so,
0: well, Here's what I'm gonna, I've identified that I need to do less of, and that is compare myself to others. Wah, wah. Spend less time in Comparison Canyon, as we call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I spend a lot of time looking at my competition in business, or I spend a, ta- a lot of time looking at people who maybe I admire or who drive me insane because I don't, you know, for whatever reason, when I spend time comparing how I am against them, their work, how their life looks, all those things. I feel drained and I feel ineffective and I feel inefficient. And when I do that, I'm no longer productive, which could also contribute to why I work so much because I compare myself. And then I say, I'm not good enough. Then I got to work harder. And then I got to prove, you know, using all the buzzwords of hustle and grind and, you know, burn the midnight oil, all that stuff. I think Mm -hmm. I have to do that because I see other people saying they're doing it too.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So less time comparing myself to others and just being. There's a theme here.
1: Okay. So what new things have you started doing that you're going to keep doing?
0: I would like to keep moving every single day. I think I always saw working out as something that was a burden oh, I got to get 20, 30 minutes in of a workout. I got to sweat. I got to put on my workout clothes. I got to procrastinate tying my shoes. I got to find the right playlist to go for a walk.
1: I, Side note, <laughs> playlist construction is Lauren's like notorious number one for delaying. Yeah, and it's like it's
0: Spotify. All you have to do is type in running playlist and you're probably going to find a song on that playlist that you would have put on the one you were going to create. Anyway, I would like to keep moving every day. So what I've decided about that is it doesn't have to be epic. It doesn't have to be I'm doing 80 days in a row of a hit workout. It should be something every single day, some kind of movement for 20 to 30 minutes, whether that's a walk or an actual workout or lifting things and organizing a room, doing some kind of physical activity because movement matters to me. And I have recognized that when I'm frustrated, it's because I haven't moved today. I've sat
1: so when you're frustrated, I'm just going to say move.
0: <laughs> and then I'm going to want to punch you. Yeah. And you're like, cool, then you moved at least. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's out. that's definitely what I've, I I mm-hmm. would say.
1: Okay. So for me, this is like really super simplistic um, and not really very deep, but uh, I've been doing more cleaning as I cook than I used to.
0: I, I noticed that actually as somebody um, who cleans up after you because you do all the cooking in the house, I'm grateful for I've noticed you've been cleaner.
1: Right. Well, so we've been doing so many more dishes. And then we also get distracted after meals and putting stuff to bed. And so things stack up. And so I've just sort of found... It also helps with my patience of waiting for things to cook, of like staying there waiting, 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 <laughs> um, is to just have something to do. And so I just try to clean as I cook. And I'm going to keep doing that to try to... And then like I also, like in that same vein, I've been trying to like pick up the house more during yeah. the week as we go. Like If I just grab a couple things and put them where they're supposed to be instead of leaving them there, it helps decrease the chaos so
0: (laughs) I like it let's see if we can both do that all right what do you say we take a quick break we'll finish the other four questions on the other side see you in a minute we know times are tough and it's difficult to navigate what's happening right now in the world in our communities sometimes even in our own homes but guess what we still have to tell stories we might do it a little bit differently than we have in the past, but that's why Forever Ready Productions is here to help you get through this time. And remember, to inspire hope through video. Find out more information at foreverreadyllc.com. Welcome back.
1: That wasn't quite a minute, but in the South, a minute can be any length of time, so.
0: Yes, Whatever. and in the North, a minute is less than a minute, so. Whatever. Whatever. It was, we'll be right back. <laughs> and uh, I really love that, that commercial. Yep. Just love it. It really speaks to what we do. How about we go on to number five, which right. is, how are you different? So for
1: different, I think you might, you might not agree with me on this, but I think I found a little bit more balance. I'm pretty balanced most of the time, but I think I found a balance specifically in this time of my approach and anxiety of re-entering after this quarantine. So kind of like what I referenced before with number one, like you can drive yourself crazy trying to address every situation and trying to like cover all your bases and be completely as totally risk-free as you possibly can be. And that was kind of driving me insane. So I've been stopping trying to know and follow every little individual thing. And I think it's more, I think really what this came down to for me was kind of humility in that I can't possibly know everything about it. And interesting. so for me to like sort of learn less about it and not like learn less, but to find the balance, I feel like I just have a basic set of rules. I've tried to find the biggest things we can do to lower our risk and just follow those in general and not try to go nuts with everything of like, wearing a mask, washing hands regularly and staying away from people and like just trying to do that for the most part. Those three things those instead three of things. all. Instead of okay. all the different things and like wearing gloves every time you go here and change gloves and do this and like all these different things, change clothes when you get home and shower now and all these different things. I just try to take those big three things, do them as best I can, knowing that I'm not going to do them all perfectly every time and just try to be okay with that. Yeah. And well, I think good. it's lowered my anxiety about it and it's just something that I feel like I can I can live with, I can be repeatable with and I, I think it helps me operate with more balance in the world with this.
0: That's great. I um I I see why you thought I might think that was weird because you're already a pretty balanced guy, to the to a fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, sometimes in a way that makes you lack emotion. Yes, I know. <laughs> but uh, self-aware, self-aware. But but I like that response. So I said that I think I'm different because I've recognized a few things about myself. And the way I run the business and the way I, I um, am with relationships that I want to change. And we talked a lot about that last week when it comes to stating expectations and defining loyalty versus commitment. I think that goes back to my answer about spending my time not being everything for everyone all the time. I just think I've recognized these internal things about me through this process that I kind of already knew were there, but I'm different because I want to change them. So it starts with stating expectations clearly, really looking at relationships and asking the questions, is that loyalty that I gave them but not necessarily true? How, how is loyalty versus commitment in a relationship with a friend or a colleague or mm-hmm. a client? How does that look? And I want to implement what I take from that and how I interact. That doesn't mean I change, I'm unkind or I'm cold to someone. It just, I think it, I will be happier and continue to have more fulfilling conversations and deeper relationships now that I've recognized that about myself in both my business and my personal life mm-hmm. and, and making that change. So that's yeah. deep. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> that's deep.
1: So number six, how are you stronger?
0: I thought about this for a little while because... This is a hard one for me too. It feels super cliche. I mean, um, we both have our jobs. Our business is still running. Uh, For the most part, everyone's healthy and happy and um, all those things. So, you know, how are you stronger when in reality very little changed for you? So I felt kind of weird being like, I'm stronger, but... When we were in California for 27 unexpected days, I thought that that would be the last time I had to persevere through something with so much uncertainty for a while. I mm-hmm. didn't think, you know, I, it's life. Like yeah, I knew that yeah. would come, but I thought we, we did that. We did our time. Okay. We did our <laughs> perseverance. Yeah. We yeah. did our 27 days. We, um, you know, we persisted through a level of exhaustion and uncertainty that were check done. Mm-hmm. Um, And we did it again (laughs) and we're still doing it. And it's going to be 6, 12, 18 months before there's any kind of normalcy again. And so I think that I've learned or more so been reminded that we're stronger because we're doing it together. Even though we're frustrated, even though um, it's not perfect Mm -hmm. ever, um, I feel like it strengthens our relationship as a couple. And it strengthens our desire to be good parents. And it strengthens our purpose in our business. I think that all of that through this pushes through that, that bear hunt story. <laughs> We're going on a bear hunt. You can't go over it. You can't go under it. You have to go through it. Mm-hmm. And I have to go through it with you. I cannot, I literally can't ignore you. You're here all the time with Max. <laughs> so I have to go through it with you. And I think that makes me stronger. So there's my answer. What do you say?
1: <laughs> it's really funny because this is a very introvert extrovert <laughs> answer. Is um, so I like that answer, but I really couldn't think of anything because I had I literally had the same thought. It's like I don't think I can answer this one yet. I don't know what I'm stronger with now because we've just been moving through this and sort of we're still in it.
0: It's true. It's and not so over. That's what true. I
1: said was ask me in six months and I'll have a few things to tell you that I'm stronger with. <laughs>
0: that is such an, that's a typical, it's usually ask me in a few days, but six months makes sense given the well, longevity, longevity of the pandemic. Of this,
1: of like, when we get to December, I feel like I'm going to know like, oh yeah, I can definitely handle this better because of that quarantine time that we right. went
0: through. Well, that's, at least you're being honest because, well, you'll see in the coming questions I also have a similar answer. Okay. Um, number seven, where are you more focused
1: Uh, My day job with work lately, to be quite honest. Uh, I've been getting a lot more done a lot faster. Part of it is because just kind of the cycle of my work year. It's that time of year to finish a lot of things. And so it feels like I'm finishing a lot of things. But And I have a big project I've been working on for about a year that I'm finishing and closing out and like getting all those things. But I just feel like I've been productive with work. I think we figured out the balance of of Max a little bit more. Um, I feel like I'm better at getting in and focused and then coming out of it, then getting in and focused and coming out of it. and
0: I I said the exact opposite. (laughs) I said, I'll be honest. I don't feel more focused at all. I wish I could say I was focused. I wish I could say I read a lot and I've journaled a lot and there's been a lot of internal dialogue, but I feel scattered and I can't wait until I feel focused again, whenever that is. And I think that is in large part due to the fact that you and I work very differently. Mm -hmm. You can really hone in on something, even if it's only 15 minutes. I -hmm. take 15 to 30 minutes to get into something, mostly out of procrastination. You know, you heard my playlist desire before I go running. (laughs) It's the same kind of thing. Like when I sit down at my desk, I've got to, you know, check my email and then I've got to check this and then I've got to check that. And before you know it, I've spent 20 minutes wasting my time instead of diving into the thing i need and then max needs me or you need me or someone calls me or i have a meeting or i have 10 minutes till a meeting so there's not a whole lot of productivity (laughs) to get done in 10 minutes and so um i'm recognizing rhythms in that though so Mm -hmm. that's why i'm doing some of these weird late nights thank god for scheduling emails so that people don't see that i've been working late into the night but i don't feel more focused I feel it's,
1: it's funny because my, mine kind of goes back to what I referenced earlier of like, I feel busy and I don't have the time to waste. So I feel like when I sit down, I'm like, I know that I have 20 minutes because Max is downstairs with Lauren eating breakfast and he's going to be up here wanting to watch Elmo in about 20 minutes. But if I can get something <laughs> done in 20 minutes
0: and I think, and then
1: what helps is that because of the balance, like that 20 minutes might turn into 40 minutes, but I yeah, didn't know that it was gonna right. be 40 minutes. It was just like, I'm in it and I just I keep think
0: going. I'll get better at that when we have some kind of childcare. Sure. Even if uh, even if it's not full time, even if it's only mm-hmm. a couple of hours regularly, I think I will get better because I will say, okay, that's taken care of and I know it is and I mm-hmm. know they don't need me right now and I know he's happy and whatever, Yeah, I can focus. I think there's just my, my brain can't shut off and restart and switch quite like I thought I could. So there's your answer.
1: So what is the biggest thing that has changed in you?
0: I left this question blank. (laughs) So this is my ask me in six months. Oh, all right. I don't think that anything has anything significant has changed in me. I think I'm still me. I think I'm still eternally optimistic. I think I still see the good in people. I think I still love my family (laughs) despite (laughs) being with them all the time. I think I still have a strong desire to connect with my friends I have um, several different groups of girlfriends that I've connected with in some capacity during this. And I and I still have that. Um, I still love my extended family as much. And I hate that I feel anxious around them. But I don't I don't think that there's been a significant change in me that is like um, uh, an epiphany or, you know, whatever. So I guess I would say talk to me in six months. Let's see what (laughs) I say in December when we I don't know whatever December looks like. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm not surprised by how all this has gone. I'm not surprised by how we've reacted to it. I don't. I think I was surprised that it happened the way that it did and the length of time that it still <laughs> continues to happen. But I don't think anything significant has changed in me as, as we've been through this.
1: I think the biggest change for me from the beginning of this to now is that my hair is a lot shorter. (laughs) I just got a haircut. I got a haircut yesterday. And so that's from my
0: mom who was wearing a mask while she cut the hair. Uh,
1: No, but realistically my sort of biggest change and it's new. It's just kind of manifested in the last couple of weeks. So I, I don't know. It like, hopefully it sticks, but, um, and we've talked about this as speaking expectations and, but I've had a couple of times this week, one personally, one professionally where I've just said to someone, you know, This is how I'd like to see this go. What do you think about that? And not in like a demanding, like, this is the way it must go and it's my way or the highway. Like, But like a very friendly, nuanced, like, here's an idea. Let's go with this. Unless you have a better, unless you have an idea, like you want to do something different. Um, But just like setting out what I, how I think it should go. And the reaction to both of them has been very much, you know, okay, let's do it that way. Which has been awesome. Um, which is not typically my way. I usually get people there, but I like try to sort of lead them there or get there.
0: You're like really kind along the way and hope that they find it. And
1: it's part of being in IT is that like, so one of the things about being in IT is that you have all of the security clearance, but you don't make any of the rules. So I can do whatever I want, but I also like have never felt in my career that I've ever 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 able to even say no to someone. Like, no, we can't do that. Because it's always possible. It's just what level of, pain are you willing to go get through to go to get there right and so I, I tend to let people state their what they want to do and if they don't we kind of just guide there but there's a lot of assumed expectations there and so just trying to be more stated with my expectations or stated with this is how I think this should go and a little more forward with that so
0: that makes sense it's sort of like what my answer was in a couple of answers ago yeah. I think speaking expectations is very fruitful mm-hmm. and very helpful I hope this episode was interesting for our listeners. Mm-hmm. I know it was an interesting exercise for us. We did not discuss yep. these things we with each other. S- we just
1: separated our own desks.
0: I did not want to taint you in yes. any sort of way. So try this with your spouse or partner or even your friends. Maybe this is your next virtual happy hour discussion. Mm-hmm. Send us your favorite answer. Yeah, I would love to know all of your insight on what you've learned, what you want to start doing and stop doing, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, uh, next week we will not have an episode because we're going to be camping yes. in the middle of the woods, in it's... the middle of nowhere. Yes, I not was... quite
1: the middle of nowhere. It's a little glampy. Yeah, but it's a little glampy. It's out. It's outside. It's in a tent, so, you know.
0: Our car's right next to us. Mm-hmm. A little concerned about the bathroom situation. Nonetheless, <laughs> um, really excited to get away. Yep. Socially distanced, get away, Chains of, change of scenery, all kinds of things. And then the following week, it'll be the first week in June, And we're gonna talk about our goals because uh, it's about that time of year. (laughs) I don't know where they are. Yep. I want to revisit them. I want to talk about them. I want to say them to the world. But I also think it's important to acknowledge that a pandemic hit, and maybe the goals we set aren't the goals we're gonna accomplish. And so we and they can be adjusted. We can adjust them so that we can accomplish goals and and feel like 2020 was a good successful year despite Mm -hmm. the circumstances. I am not
1: ready to throw in the towel in 2020. A lot of people calling 2020 over. I got half the year left to make this.
0: Yep. Right, Let's so. make it count. Yep. All right. Well, that does it for this week. We'll see you next. Nope. We'll see you in two weeks here on Ready or Not. This podcast is brought to you by Forever Ready Productions, produced by me, Lauren Reedy, with graphic design by Brody Kuhar. We'll see you next week.